the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Man, it's like Noah's flood out there today, isn't it? Expect to see a few cars floating down Parkway oh West. Oh, my gosh. Man, oh, man. Listen, if you're any place where there's a danger of flooding, please be careful. Right. Keep your radio on. Um, be aware of your surroundings because there is just a tremendous Holy amount smokes. of rain. Is there ever? Uh, uh, we heard uh, there's some tornado warnings. Yeah. Great Halloween. Look, for every community that didn't change their trick-or-treat date to Saturday or Friday, what, what are you thinking? I just roughing the kids up. Just want to make sure things are tough. That's right? not right. Right? Well, it, it's interesting. So if you're like um, Wizard of Oz Halloween, yeah. the tornado would be an apt sort of presence. It would. Mm-hmm. Except that, you know, The Wizard of Oz being my least favorite story of all time. Which is a shame. I'm certainly not dressing up as that for Halloween. Right, right. I saw, speaking of Mr. Rogers, uh, speaking of Mr. <laughs> of Halloween. Mr. Rogers. I saw uh, Margaret Hamilton, the witch. Yeah, the Wicked Witch of the West. On Mr. Rogers. There was a segment that I was like, oh, I'd never. Oh, so he could help the kids not to be scared of exactly. her. Exactly. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I mean, as much as I love Mr. Rogers, I, I needed more help than that. I'm surprised you don't like that. I what is cannot, the deal with that? Because that is the, that is not a movie for children. That was family viewing. No. That, that was, that was can't that miss TV. That is way too scary. No, that no, no. That is way, way. Do you know that neither of my daughters Have saw ever seen it? it? Listen. Did not see it until they were in high school. Oh, come on. Seriously. See, meanwhile, I binged watched that when I was four years, four <laughs> years old. I'm serious. <laughs> that Mike. speaks to your dark side. It Mike. does. Okay. Watch when out. I see you walk, you, fairly often you imitate the flying monkeys around the studio, <laughs> and I don't even like that. And That's, I start to cry. It's kind of weird. It's not you know what even scares it. me out of that whole entire thing yeah. is the, uh, the talking trees. The oh, witch really? Did, the witch didn't scare me. The monkeys didn't scare me. The when I was trees. little, is the wrong talking trees scared We've got throwing apples. houses that are landing on people. <laughs> We've got green-colored skin where there's supposed to be flesh-colored skin. I can handle right. that. The, the monkeys are coming down and kidnapping children, and yeah. you're upset about the that. trees. Right. Yeah. Well, they, well, they were pretty mean. They, they were, were mean. Yeah, yeah. How about whenever the witch, she dies and her, her feet her curl feet up under the up. house? Yeah. That's scary. Mm, the whole thing is terrible. Yeah. To me, that's kind of like an entrance. That's like preparing your child for the harshness of life. <laughs> So you should watch it early and often. No, I was no, dri- no, no. I was driving home last night, and somebody had the witch, the witch's legs, a lot of coming out of their car trunk. Yeah, oh, yeah. see, that, see. Was, that was hysterical. See that that pushes me into all of a sudden this <laughs> like fear despair. spiral. Right, right. <laughs> a- anyway, so um, it, it is Halloween. It is Halloween. Um, we, we have really not observed it. Mike and I have not observed it. Mm-hmm. However, Kath and her annual desire to spread holiday cheer, mm-hmm. Halloween cheer, mm-hmm. you're wearing a costume. I am, and I want to talk about the costume in the 5 o'clock hour when okay. I release the photographs. Yeah. And we're going to put them up. We're going to put the uh, photographs up on uh, all social media mm-hmm. at 5 o'clock. And um, 
My costume could be the best ever. You think? I think so. Okay. This All is right. the best one I've seen. Thank you, Really? Mike. You think so? Thank really? you very much. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Well, uh, we would be remiss if we did not say this is uh, actually Reformation Day as well. It is. Right? And my so, costume has nothing to do nothing with that. Nothing at all. But no. all across churches across this great land of ours, you know, the 95 Listen to how thesis. you're trying to redeem my like just, co- my dress up for Halloween. I'm trying thing. to give you something He's to grab onto. He's trying to like onto. Christianize it to make it okay. That's Christianize. Hey, last night was the World Series. That was a good series. It was a terrific game. Yeah. It was a gr- Mike, play us a bit. Here it is. The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. That's cool. It was a really tight game. It was a for, great game. Like up through the seventh. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy. It. Um, we've got a friend who is a um, spent his years in sports talk, and he just despises Major League Baseball. At every opportunity, he talks it down. But I'm telling you what, this was really great. It watching. was. It was really a good series, and so just happy to watch baseball. I know, and say because our team stunk so bad For sure. all season long in every possible way, right? Including the criminal courts. Yeah, so happy to watch some baseball, and I, you know. For those of you who hate Major League Baseball, I, I'm I feel bad. I feel bad for you. It was, it, was it was a terrific game, so it congratulations was, to Washington. Yeah. So as the show unfolds today, yeah. um, we're excited because we have two terrific guests. In our 5 o'clock hour, we'll have Jerry Boyer with us, the editor of Town Hall Finance. We'll talk about Kanye West. We're also going to talk a little bit about the uh, commemoration of Tree of Life mm-hmm. that we um, all remembered last Sunday. And we'll talk about fasting and whether that's just a good dietary plan. Because that's how people are talking about oh, yeah, it now. Sure. Right, right. And we seem to have forgotten the uh, spiritual significance of that. Um, we're also going to talk about Halloween candy today. Mm-hmm. We're going to name the best and worst. Uh, we'll talk about Joe Biden being refused communion. And coming up next, one of the greatest men, truly, I mean this, that I've ever known. The Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickle is with us. He is the president and founder of Transformational Leadership Group. He has preached and taught all around this city for decades, and he's in studio next. One oh one point five WORD. In many parts of the world, China, Africa, India, Southeast Asia, people have never heard, have never heard the name of Jesus. Even if they have, many lack the resources to learn about it. Word FM has teamed with the Bible League to send God's word to the world. Five dollars will send a Bible now. One hundred dollars will send twenty. Give now at wordfm.com keyword Bibles or call one eight hundred. Yes, Word. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to Word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. 
Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Award-winning Christian country singer Lisa Daggs has written her incredible story of unshakable faith in her new book. Hey, this is Lisa Daggs. 30 years ago, I was sitting in a prison cell facing three to five years behind bars on drug charges. I had just one thing to hold on to, my faith in God. And my trust in God's love was rewarded in ways that were impossible to imagine. But when life is at its worst, God is at his best. My new book is called No Turning Back Regardless. How God rescued me, redeemed me, and restored my heart with a song. It's about the freedom God gives us when we put our trust in him, regardless of our circumstances. Whether you're facing divorce, addiction, or family tragedies, redemption and victory is in your reach. No Turning Back Regardless is the story of what happens when you proclaim that you're going to follow and serve the Lord, regardless. No Turning Back Regardless, the inspiring new book by Lisa Daggs, now available wherever books are sold. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Over the past decade, hundreds of broadcast ministries have multiplied their listenership through a partnership with OnePlace.com, the largest online Christian broadcast platform. Here's Greg Lori. By partnering with One Place, we've been able to expand our online ministry in a way that complements our current web strategy for maximized outreach and impact. Steve Arterburn. Through our partnership with One Place, we've been able to grow our online ministry in ways that well, we just never would have been able to do it otherwise. John MacArthur. This is a partnership we enjoy and for which we thank the Lord. Colin Smith. Our partnership with OnePlace.com has multiplied our ministry effectiveness. We're reaching new listeners every day. And Dr. David Jeremiah. Many of the new listeners we reach here each day through OnePlace are now faithful ministry supporters. Introduce your message to the largest online Christian audience on the web. Visit us today at OnePlaceRadio.com to learn how. That's OnePlaceRadio.com. Teens in foster care will love you, even if you don't know the lingo. Dad bod. Noun. The result of the occasional donut always washed down with confidence. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. We're so excited to welcome Dr. Bruce Pickle to the airwaves. Bruce is just, um, he's one of a kind. For decades, he has taught men and women all across western Pennsylvania about the attributes of Jesus Christ, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. He is uh, deep and wide in his ministry. Before he did that, uh, he was a flyer in the United States Navy. He also worked for PNC in Wealth Management. He is the president and founder of Transformational Leadership Group and uh, recently retired here today to talk to us uh, about Parkinson's disease and the life and times. Bruce, a uh, friend, really happy to see you. Welcome back to the show. Nice to be with both of you. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, the pleasure is ours, Bruce. Thank you much. So, Bruce, um, uh, you came to talk to us about Parkinson's. This is something that uh, has dogged you for a while. 
Where do you want to start in the story? Um, well, it's really not about Parkinson. It's just about managing what God gives you to manage. Mm. In my case, it just has to be Parkinson plus a lot of orthopedic issues. So my situation, John, is not, it's not unique. It's not anything special. It's just uniquely for me, but it's nothing special in the eyes of the world. Right. Your story. My story. Mm-hmm. So when people say, what are you doing in your retirement? My answer is, I'm just managing what the Lord has been pleased to give me. Mm-hmm. It just so happens it's a combination of previous orthopedic issues and Parkinson's. It's a bad combination, but that's what the Lord's been giving me to manage, and so that's what I'm trying to do. Now, the orthopedic issues come from... Uh, My Vietnam experience. Yes. So right. when you were in Vietnam, Bruce, and you were a pilot, what happened? What year? We've been through that before, haven't we? Just briefly. I was shot down and wounded, came back to the States, and had multiple operations putting me back together. And so the issues that remain are your back, for the most part? In the last two years, I've had two back fusions, my L2345 and my L5S1. And that combination with the Parkinson makes it rather difficult to move. Okay. But I'm doing rather well, managing what I've been... You're moving. You look terrific. Well, thank you. Managing what I've been given to do. Mm. Yeah. So, Bruce, that's the way you've always attacked everything about your life since I've met you decades ago, is that you just have always been interested to manage what you've been given. So you had a long career at PNC Bank where you were managing a lot of funds, and that's how you looked at it then, right? No different than what we're doing today. That's all of life is you just manage what God gives you, and that may change cycle to cycle during your, your pilgrimage. But it's really nothing different than what I was doing in the past, and that's just managing what I've been given for his glory. Yes. It's just a different arena, but it's the same purpose. So when you reflect on that, you study on that, when you're in God's Word for that, where are you going? What does God's Word look like that as you search for your, your peace, your faithfulness, the story of God's Word as it moves forward these years in your life as uh, you've managed what you've been given? Well, I would start us off with 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, where Paul says this. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show the all-surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. I think the very first thing is this. It's all about God. It's not about me. So my situation, John and Kathy, is not anything unique. It's just unique for me because that's the assignment God has given me. And the real issue is how do I manage that for God's glory? The first thing I have to realize is this. We are not what we think we are, but what we think we are. Wait a minute. We are not. We're not what we think we are, but what we think we are. Correct. That's good. That's very wise. That means if I think correctly, I'm going to act correctly, and when I act correctly, I will feel correctly. But if I think of what I am in the eyes of the world, that's not going to get me anywhere. I have to go to the Scripture and realize this. I'm not a victim. I'm a vessel. As Paul just said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And then he goes on and describes what I would call normal Christian living. May I read the rest of that? Yes. Here's normal Christian living. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying around in the body the death of Jesus. Now, here's the real key. Paul says this four times. So that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. In other words, when God gives you something to manage, he just wants to put his life on display. 
by how you manage it. So the issue is not what you've been given to manage, it's the motive behind it, what you want to do. And then it goes on, Paul goes on. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal bodies. There's a second time. Third time is this. So death is at work in us, but, but in life in you. In other words, God wants to put his life on display. That's really what it's about. Through us. Through us. Now, there's where your sense of security, your sense of self-worth comes. It's not in the eyes of the world. It's realizing this, that what God gives you to manage is so that you can put Christ's life on display. As Paul says, we're being transformed from one image to Christ to the next. That's the purpose of all the things that we have to manage. So I look at my Parkinson, and I look at my athletic, my Vietnam injuries. It's just a means to an end of how I manage that so God's life can be put on display. Hmm. Now, Bruce... It's the rare person who, in this day and age, is living that. And, of course, you you spent a career at PNC Bank. You saw people with huge amounts of money and, um, you know, separated from a godly life, uh, filled with uh, the desires and the whims of the world. It's difficult for us to embrace that with all the distractions that we live today. Don't you think? Absolutely. <clears throat> That's why the statement I made is what we think we are, we're not, but what, how we think we are. And so the real issue is am I thinking correctly? If I think correctly, I'm going to act correctly. And when I act correctly, I will feel correctly. Think right, act right, feel right. right. Which right. is what I've had on my bulletin board yeah, for a decade since you told me to write it down and post it. And then I saw it and copied it and posted it myself. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's so critical. I mean, That's the real basic. It's who we think we are. We're not, but what we are, we think. Mm-hmm. And we need to think correctly. We need to think correctly. So I need to realize this. I am not a victim. I'm not a victim of the Vietnam War. I'm a vessel from it. And I'm not a victim of Parkinson. I'm a vessel from it and in it. And so that changed my whole way of managing things. Mm-hmm. Bruce, that's so countercultural. I mean, we live in this age now of you know what, what they're calling the woke culture, right, where we're looking at the world totally different. And I think a lot of us are carrying around victimhood, that the world has given us this, so we respond you know, in a different way because life is so hard. Now, one of the things I learned from my father years ago when I was about 12 years old, that's a few years ago. <laughs> I said, Dad, what is a man? Tell me, what is, what's a man look like? And my dad was in the car driving. He thought for a moment. He said this, a man doesn't gripe, complain, or blame. No griping, no complaining, and no blaming. Now, when you look at yourself as a believer, if you understand yourself that you are a vessel, not a victim, there's no reason to gripe. There's no reason to complain. Mm. There's no reason to blame somebody else, which is victimization. It's always somebody else's fault. No, it's not. It's my fault. I'm responsible for what I do. Somebody else doesn't manage it for me. That's my responsibility. And so no griping, no complaining, and no blaming. It starts there. That's how you have to to think, I I believe. You've told us before, Bruce, about that moment when you were commissioned into the U.S. Navy. and uh, No, it was before you were commissioned. It was when you got to the, Air, to the Naval Academy right. and you had to step across the line. That's right. That's, right? What, that's what my dad, yes. And so that was a moment where you had to decide, like, either I'm in or not. And one of the things my dad told me that day, Kathy, was this, one of the greatest pieces of advice. My dad gave me great advice, but it, was, it wasn't very wordy. <laughs> there was no griping, no complaining. No bl- blaming. 
that's the texture of a man. And then when I stepped across the white line to become a midshipman at the Naval Academy, I said, Dad, what's the last thing you want to tell me to do? Hmm. That's my father. And he thought for a moment, he said this, ask the Lord to give you, wherever you are, one brother to hold you spiritually accountable. Now, I don't know of a better piece of advice a father could have given a son. He's a wise man. And were you able to find that throughout your life? Still have it. Still, I'm still meeting with somebody in Pittsburgh. Bob Long and I have been meeting for 35 years. That rascal. And you have not fixed him yet. I have hope. <laughs> There's possibility. He has potential. <laughs> now, that's fascinating, to meet with a man who holds you spiritually accountable. Now, I did that all, I've done that all my life. When I was on board ship, I had a young sailor. We did that. I found a guy who was a believer. We did that for each other. And I was in Vietnam. It was a Vietnamese pastor of the church that we helped build the orphanage with. And then I was at PNC. We had PNC people doing that. Mm. I've always had one or two brothers who at least held me spiritually accountable all the time. Wow. What do you say we take a break? Sounds good. Bruce Pickles with us. He's talking about his life, how God has worked in him, and the men and women who have propped that up as the time goes on. Stick with us. Bruce Pickles with us as the afternoon rolls on. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. One customer had a warehouse with a rat problem. He was catching over 20 rats a day. He called pest controllers, but nothing solved the problem. Then I came along. My plug-in pest-free commercial system got rid of the rats, and since then he's seen maybe three in the last 12 months. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair dinkum. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. That's gopestfree.com, Promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget with plug-in pest-free. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Do you enjoy helping others? Consider a career at Accessibilities Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in-home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer-paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider Accessibilities. Visit accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. Accessibilities is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. 
Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Rain and a heavy gusty thunderstorm will be around first thing this evening. Some showers will linger before midnight. Tonight will be windy and turning much colder. Those winds can be locally damaging tonight, low 31. Windy and chilly tomorrow with clouds giving way to some sunshine, high 44. Clear and cold tomorrow night, low 27. Saturday, partly sunny and chilly, 48 degrees. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickle is with us. We're talking about what God is doing in one man's life through Parkinson's disease. Bruce, one of the things I've admired about you, and there are a lot of things over the years that I have really uh, looked up to you for, but one of them is your consistency. I remember um, the first time I heard about you teaching a weekly Bible study downtown, and I hear when we were, you know, between uh, in, during the commercials here that you're still teaching that same study downtown. How many years have you been doing that? About going on 28, Kathy, 28 years. One of these days I'll get it right. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> what about for years you also taught at Christ Church at Grove Farm? On Was that Friday morning? Friday morning. I did that for about 23 years, wow. 24 years. So describe what that's like. People gather at lunchtime every Tuesday. Um, is it a, a large room? Is it 10 people, 20 people? What's We're, that we like? average probably 25. Okay. That's been the consistent number. It's open to the public. Anybody in Pittsburgh can come, but it started at PNC. The way it started was 28 years ago. When I first came to PNC, I had a lot of my pastor friends say, are you going to start a Bible study when you go work for this heathen organization? Hmm. And I thought, no, why would I do that? And they said, well, isn't that what we do? I said, well, I thought we do. What we do is just become a good, loyal employee and see what the Lord does. I would rather join what the Lord's going to do rather than create something and ask him to bless it. So I didn't do anything for six months. And finally, a young woman walked into my office one day and said, may I ask you a question? And I said, well, as long as it's not about banking. <laughs> and she said, no, it's not. She said, why do I need to be saved from my sins? Wow. Boom. I said, well, who said you did? She said, I was listening to Word Radio, and somebody was talking about that, and I just thought I'd ask you because I thought you might know. And I said, well, wh- why are you coming to me? And she said, well, you just seem to be different than other people. And I said, well, come on in, and I'll tell you about it. So I brought her in, and I taught her about, the, about an hour and a half. We talked about the glory of God, the personal work of Christ, repentance and faith. And she said, you know, I've got a lot of, a lot of friends who'd like to talk about that. I said, why don't you bring them next week? She brought them, and that's how the Bible study started. Now, did I start a Bible study? No. Came to you. Came to me. You see, it's th- so different. Let me get another word from Paul, if I may. Yes. Please, yeah. Paul says in Second Corinthians 4, 1, Therefore, since we have, by God's mercy, we have this ministry, do not lose heart. The reason you don't give up is because you know you're not the source of the ministry. 
we're mercy-minded members of a ministry motivated by mercy for ministry in the marketplace. In other words, God is the source. You don't start ministry. You become a responder to what God is doing around you. And Paul says, your motivation for ministry is mercy. And that means you understand gratitude. And so we have a gratitude attitude. What keeps us being consistent and not losing heart is really, I'm not the source of this. Mm. He, he has the source of it, so he's not going to run out, so why should I? That sort of runs contrary to uh, a lot of uh, uh, big mega churches or a, a celebrity pastor, right? When you look at um, you know Sunday morning on TV and you see the celebrity pastors, it's clearly all about them, Bruce. It really is. But notice that verse. Therefore, since we have, through God's mercy, we have this ministry— we do not lose heart. There's your consistency. Hmm. You don't lose heart because, you know, you're not the source of it. Now, if you go out and create it, then you're the source of it. We need to be an aggressive responder to what we see the Lord doing around us rather than starting something and then asking God to bless it. That's how you become hmm. consistent. Wow. So when we look at you doing these studies so long term and with such consistency, you're saying that the consistency isn't rooted in you. Exactly right. It's realizing this. Ministry is not the result of human achievement. It's a consequence of divine mercy. As Paul says, therefore, since we have this mercy, we have received mercy, we have this ministry. Ministry is a function of God's mercy, not my personal achievement. Therefore, he's the source of it. I am not. So therefore, you have the consistency. It's him, not me. Bruce, when I hear you talk, um, I wonder... Is there anything new under the sun? When you see people be people, all those years, Bible study with all those friends who came to you, all the worries of the world. All their problems. Sickness. Anxieties. Money troubles, all these things. Think right, act right, feel right. Truly biblical biblical truth is necessary to hear. In many ways, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but it feels as though lately the world's kind of fallen off a cliff, that we've become so self-obsessed, we've turned from God's Word, we lack wisdom and truth, and we're obsessed with what I can get for the moment and regard everything else. I think an important feature for us to realize is this. Sometimes the best Bible people will ever read will be our lives. I think we need to be consistent and who we are in Christ, realizing, first of all, that I'm being transformed to look more like Christ every day. And so you take a look at life and what God gives you to manage. God is perfecting the person, in this case me, through the orthopedics and through my Parkinson. He's perfecting me to fulfill his purpose, which is his glory. The whole thing is his glory. In evangelism, John, evangelism is not about converting people. It's about the glory of God through the gospel. So that means that ministry is of God, that we do things God ways, and God will not lack support. And so I think it's very important that we understand that he's the source of all ministry. We just need to be aggressive responders to what he's doing around us and put skin and bone on that and see what the Lord does with it. Hmm. Now, Bruce, in the midst of all that, are you telling me that when you wake up in the morning and your body is one more day racked by Parkinson's and you've got this malady and this thing that you've got to work through, in the midst of all that, you're praising God. I have, to, <clears throat> I have to be grateful. We need to have a gratitude attitude. That's why I understand what Paul just said is, therefore, since we have received mercy, we, receive, we have ministry. 
ministries result of divine mercy, not my human achievements. So I wake up every day and say, thank you for the opportunity to put your life on display, as Paul said. Put the life of Christ on display. And so what I view my life, John, is this. God is perfecting my person to fulfill his divine purpose, which is to glorify him. It just so happens in my case, it's with Parkinson. It's no different than my being an athlete or my being a pilot or anything else. How do I manage what he's been given me? That's the issue. Mm-hmm. It's not the object. It's the issue. It's how do I manage it? How do I think? So I have to fight through that. I wake up every day, and when I get rigid and, and my back hurts and all that, I just have to say, all right, Lord, remind me that this is for your glory, not for, my, not for me. Mm-hmm. It's about you, not about me. And that's not easy. I'm sure it's not. That's not easy. But I remind you of this. Therefore, since we received God's mercy, we have ministry. And then ministry is giving away to somebody else what God has given us. So if he's given me mercy, then I have a ministry. I need to give that mercy away. That's how you start every day. Let's take a break. Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickle joins us. He's talking about his life and what God is doing in one man's life through Parkinson's disease. Stay with us. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM and WPIT Radio. One was a hated tax collector, another an impulsive political zealot. Several were ordinary fishermen. They certainly weren't the stained glass saints we imagine, but under Jesus' teaching, they became a force that forever changed the world. To see how Jesus transformed the 12 disciples, stay here as John MacArthur continues his study, The Master's Men, this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join other Word FM listeners on the Stand with Israel tour by going to wordfm.com slash Israel. That's wordfm.com slash Israel. From the moment you met, It's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. 
Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. Voted best in Pittsburgh for joint regenerative medicine. To see if ABT is right for you, talk to a doctor 24-7 at 412-851-3811. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. Call 412-851-3811 now. I'm Dr. Jeff Gooden, and I treat pain with Salon Pass. That's because practicing good medicine is my responsibility as a doctor. For back or joint pain, I agree with CDC guidance that recommends using topical pain relievers first, like Salon Pass Patched Large. Salon Pass is powerful, FDA-approved to relieve debilitating moderate pain, yet non-addictive and gentle on the body. Look for the green Salon Pass box in the pain relief aisle. Salon Pass. It's good medicine. Reverend Dr. Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickle is with us. Bruce, as, as we're reflecting on uh, the different phases you've gone through in your life, I'm thinking of you as uh, as a Navy midshipman. I'm thinking about you uh, quarterbacking Navy's football team. I'm sure Pitt beat you every year, right? When Did you they? were quarterbacking Navy's football team, is that right? I played against Pitt three times and never lost. <laughs> I hate how you have to bring that. I but just... I'm not the braggy type. <laughs> that so, hurts me. That hurts so Pitt me was the same way then as they are now, essentially. Well, they were much better then. Oh, really? Oh, fine. Great. Great. We were much better than they were much better. Yes. Well, you can always count on Pitt to lose, basically. Listen, okay. It's, it's I don't, I'm sorry I brought this up. I'm Let's sorry, not wait in. Let's how not wait into this game? too deep. See, can we just not talk about last right, week's okay. game? Good grief. Anyway, so you were uh, a midshipman. You were an athlete. Then you became a fighter pilot. Um, after that, you built uh, an orphanage in Vietnam. You had a long career in wealth management. Um, now you're retired and you're still teaching. You're still preaching. You're dealing with Parkinson's. You're dealing with the results of your uh, being wounded in the Vietnam War. But you're saying that in all of those things, management, your personal management is the same. Absolutely, because the purpose has never changed. The purpose is the glory of God. So you do it as a quarterback. You do it as a financial advisor, helping people give their money away, as a preacher, as a teacher, somebody with Parkinson's, somebody dealing with back problems. The issue, those are irrelevant. The issue is, how do you think? Am I thinking about my purpose? My purpose is live my life for the glory of God. I've just given these things for me to manage. That's how God purifies us. He purifies the person in order to, to help us live out the divine purpose. Parkinson is just a, a way of God purifying me to, to live out my life a bit more effectively. Am I living my life for the glory of God? I mean, if we could have that emblazoned everywhere as we drive through town on billboards. But it's a question or, you have because you, you have to keep asking yourself that. Right. Reminding yourself moment by moment. I mean, with your thought life. At night, when I get these rotten thoughts, I say, Lord, remove those thoughts because they're dishonoring to you and harmful to me. And you have to fight that. It's a, it's a fight all the time. But the, real, the issue never changes, you know, folks. It's still the same thing. Yeah. What God gives you to manage, you do it for his glory. So when somebody said, what are you doing in your retirement? I'm managing what the Lord gave me for his glory. A couple of weeks ago, somebody called us, and we were taking phone calls from listeners. And somebody uh, sort of stuck with me, talking about uh, he doesn't believe the lie. Remember that, Kath? Yes. 
right? Yep. He doesn't believe the lie. Yep. And, and that's that's powerful, Bruce. I mean, you know, in our quiet hours, we more often than not, I'll just say this for myself, I'll allow Satan to peek in and his lies cover me. Oh, my, yes. Uh, it's a constant battle, isn't it? It really is. It really is. That's why I have to say, Lord, remove those thoughts because if you don't, it'll be a disaster. It's dishonoring to you, first of all. That thought is dishonoring to you. And secondly, it's harmful to me. So would you remove it for me for both your glory and my benefit? Bruce, there are tons of people who are listening to this who are suffering with Parkinson's themselves. Um, And there are people who are dealing with someone in their family, perhaps, who is. But can you talk about what the disease is and how it's affected you and the kind of challenges that it's presented to you so far? Well, for me, Kathy, that's a good question. Uh, As I look back on my life, I would say there were two hallmarks of my existence, at least in my mind. One, my athletic ability, and secondly, my preaching. Now, both of those have been removed. Those both have been removed because I can no longer do my athletic stuff, ride the bike. I've lost most of my balance, my coordination, my strength, and my stamina. So I can fulfill functions, but they're all very difficult to do. And so I've realized that those things have been removed, but the Lord's still giving me something to manage for the same reason. Mm. I just take those things that have been removed and say, now, how do I do that for the glory of God? So the consistency doesn't change. It's a a very difficult job, disease to manage, because it just takes away all your movement and your ability. For me to get dressed takes me a long time. To tie my shoes is very difficult. One thing I'm learning in all this is I need to let people help me. Mm. I need to let the body of Christ be the body of Christ. Now, there are a couple of people in my life who've come into my life, the Lord's been pleased to bring into my life, who say, Bruce, I want to do that for you. Now, I need to get over my ego, my vanity, and my pride, and I can do it. I can do it. No, I really can't do that anymore. And the, the amazing thing about this is they love doing it for me. Sure. They really love doing it. And I'm thinking, you love doing that? I have a tough time doing it myself. And you love doing it? Yes. I need to let people be what they need to be for me to minister to me. That's something I'm learning that's been mm-hmm. tough for me. Yeah. Because of my ego, my pride, and my vanity. Right. Hard to surrender that. It is. Just to get rid of that and say, let them do it. Well, I wouldn't look at you. I mean, I'm not saying your assessment's wrong, but I wouldn't look at you and say ego, pride, and vanity. I've just, I would look at you and say you've always been incredibly competent in whatever you've done. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. It's true. And so, you know, accepting help when you are just the soul of competence must be just daily challenging. I'm discovering I need to let the body of Christ be the body of Christ to me. Right. Mm. As I've tried to be that for them. Which you have. As I've tried to be that for them, I need to let them be that for me. What about the future? Do you spend much time there? No. I know my future. It's secure. So I don't worry about that. I worry about today. How do I manage today? It'll t- the future will take care of itself. So I don't worry about that. I mean, this is progressive. It is. It'll get worse. Uh, I have new symptoms now that I didn't have six months ago. But I'm just trying to figure out how do I manage that. And that's when I need to let other people help me do what I sure. cannot do anymore. That's been a great lesson for me is to let people minister to me like the, they really want to do it. And that's okay. That's the body of Christ. Well, all these years, all these people you've intersected oh with. Oh, my gosh. Right? I, I mean, mean, tens of thousands of people, more than that, online. There's no doubt. Years ago, Kath and I said, I wish we had a film crew that would have been in place every time Bruce preached somewhere. Because we were fortunate, you know, um, years ago we lost our pastor and you came in as the fill-in pastor for at least a year and a half, maybe a couple of years. 
And, of course, we just fell in love with you. You know, one thing that I always love is that as you preached, Bruce, and you were like, and I'm not sure how you said this. You, you'll say it better than I've, I will, of course. But as you were about to read God's word, you ask everyone to stand out of respect. Out of respect for his word. We don't respect his word enough. We think it's something that's just kind of residual. It needs to be consistently factual. And so we all stood. And then you read from the Gospels. Right. Which I love so much. I, I don't see that. And that was a lesson you taught me. So that's a powerful thing. Well, amen. I'm glad it, glad it set in. Yeah. Well, Bruce, for I mean, I can't even... There's no possible way that I could calculate, nor would it matter, nor does it matter, the number of people that you have affected and taught and discipled and encouraged and... I mean, and you teased the living heck out of me for multiple decades, and I appreciate that, too. You have a great sense of humor. That's very kind of you. Glad you <laughs> recognize that. But, um, I mean, I can never thank you for I, – I don't want to thank you on behalf of everybody, but just on behalf of me, I well, can say Thank that. you. That's very kind. Yeah. Just give it away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever God gives us through somebody else, we have now the opportunity to give it away to somebody else. I'm into that. Ministry is giving away to somebody else what God has given you. Hey, take a, take a second before you leave us and talk about that uh, orphanage in Vietnam because that was a major undertaking. Mm. I'd like an update. Um, uh, is it still viable? Are you still, you know, helping kids? What what happened there? Well, the church, uh, it, it, it's interesting. I'm still in contact with uh, Tin, my friend in, in Vietnam. Yes. Talk about, for people who don't know the story, how did it begin? That's a long one. That is a long one. That's all right. Well, you should, we've got some time. Well, when I went to Vietnam, as my dad told me, ask the Lord to give you one brother to hold your spirits accountable. I prayed that when I went in country. It turned out it, it turned out to be a Vietnamese pastor who I met one day. I was in my Jeep, and he was riding his motorcycle, and we had to cross the river waiting for the CBs to take us across the river. And my, my New Testament my, fell out of my pocket. And he picked it up and came over, brushed it off, and said, Christian. Well, I've been to a Christian, so I said, yes. I've been to Vietnamese language school, so I said, yes. And he pointed to himself and said, Christian. Turned out he was the, the man that the Lord was pleased to bring into my life to hold me spiritually accountable when I was in Vietnam. <laughs> wow. And so it was through that process that he took me to his church, and the long story is that we helped build an orphanage. And the orphanage is still going on. Now, this is some 55 years later. Wow. The nice thing about it is the communists have been so impressed with the people of that church, they gave him the building back. Is that right? And said, you can have the building back. You can do whatever you want, but you can't do it in the community, but you can do whatever you want in, in the building. So they gave the, the building back. I see. So still, children are being helped. As far as I know. Hmm. I don't have that much contact with them anymore, but I still would. He tells me the church is doing well. Fabulous. Isn't that terrific? Well, Bruce, we love you. We, we absolutely love you. Well, love you, you. And we're grateful for you. Yeah, we're humbled, really, truly, to look at your life of service to see God's glory shining through you and the excellence of your preaching and teaching and all the things you've touched all these many years. It's a big ministry, it Bruce. Is. It's a powerful ministry. Well, you're very, very kind. I appreciate it. Remember, it's not about me. It's about ministry is about God. It's not about me. But thank you for your comment. I appreciate it very much. It's very encouraging. That's we can't truth. wait for you to come back. We for sure can't. I hope you invite me back. Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickle. Uh, Bruce, um, what about is if people hear you, do you connect with people um, through a website or email or anything? No. My, with my Parkinson, my fingers and my hands have really become 
unusable, so it's tough for me to get on the computer. I see. Well, you're probably the better for it. But your Bible study on Tuesdays goes on? It goes on. Okay, tell us where it is. First Presbyterian Church, right across from the Decane Club. We meet from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock every Tuesday. Right now we're studying the prayers of Paul. 33 prayers of Paul we're studying. And it's open to the public? Mm Mm-hmm. 12 to 1 every Tuesday. You just show up. Bruce is there preaching and teaching as he has been for decades. You'd be blessed to show up and be part of this ministry as well. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM and WPIT Radio. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com surroundpittsburgh.com connecting you with new customers camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat antiochian village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic ligonier plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Losing business to online companies? Competitors using social media to rob you of sales. Is your current website five years behind the times or even one? Contact us at Salem Surround. 
digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase bottom line. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers. Is your business taking full advantage of digital communication to reach more people? Are your competitors ahead of you? Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. So we're in a period of grace if you um, are a Halloween candy lover. Because, okay, look at this. So at our house, we bought, you know, you know, 10 bags of Halloween candy or so. Now, Halloween has been delayed until yes. Saturday in my neighborhood. A wonderful idea. Which me, with those 10 bags of candy in the house, I mean... Already, I'm just submitting myself to the failure of having multiple Mounds bars. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you've you've opened the bags? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're, you can't open the bags. What? Not until the first trick or treater comes. Can you open the bag? No, no, no. That that's your rule. Yeah, that's certainly not my rule. No, no. Mike, as, you do that as soon as those bags come in the house, Mike. Right? Heck yeah. What? You've got to try you guys, it. you got to inspect the I mean, you don't want to serve candy. tainted candy to any, yeah. any small children or anything, so you have to sample a little bit. And then, of course, mm-hmm. at nighttime, it's like 10 o'clock, oh, I'm watching the World Series. Well, yeah, that's little Mounds bars would be nice to pop a few of those in my little gullet. I'll try those. So here's the good news is, so this period of grace of Halloween canceled tonight. Now, I've got, what's today? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I got three extra days. And here's the double bonus. After Halloween, the Halloween candy goes on sale. Well, now it's going to go on sale, and Halloween is Saturday. That's So I'm double dipping on that. You can't do that. I mean, holy shit. I have a confession. What? I I feel like a bad dad, but I'm I'm not that bad dad. We'll be the judge of that. Okay. All right. Well, Jonathan, you know, he he had uh, my son, he had a a Halloween party at his daycare, and he he brought like a massive pillowcase. You guys, you kids do the pillowcases. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I did we a don't. We don't do the. We don't do the like the plastic pop. Oh no, no, no. no. we do the pillowcase. Yeah. So, of course, as my dad did to me, I took out all the Reese's, the Snickers, and the Twix. Yeah, I ate every single one. Every single I ate one. Every single no, no, one. No, 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 Mike, that's not good. I did. Here's the deal. No, dads always get first dibs. You guys, dads get first listen, dibs. Not the whole thing. Yeah, I no, gotta be honest the whole with thing. you. It is not right how men can eat. Because if I ate like that, I'd be filling up my, my current costume. Oh, wait a second. You're saying like, you know, we had like some magic bullet. Look at men. Look at me. No, that's, my, my that's middle, not true. My middle name could be you're lumpy. Not a, you're not obese. I'm not saying, well, that's a low bar. Well, hey, John. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not. Hey, John. Here's my friend John. You know, he's not obese. I'm, <laughs> I mean, that's really a low bar. He's not obese. That's the worst compliment I've ever received. I mean. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, you know, John Hall. He's not that obese. I mean, he's, he's getting close. But... I mean, you know, I mean, a few more Reese's in his <laughs> little is, pie hole. That's what happens when you try to say something nice. Oh, yeah. No, uh, well, no, I get your <laughs> All point. All of a sudden, I'm the villain. No, no. I mean, uh, you know, I just kind of think you'd go, eh, it's okay. I'm just going to have a few candy bars. I haven't had one, one candy bar, nor will I for what? Halloween. What? Not no, one? No, no, because I need to, I want to fit in my pants. 
It's not that I'm trying to be some kind of like, you know, uh, food guru. You just have food to decide. Guru. You have to decide what you want more. And I want to fit in my pants more fine. than I want to eat the, you know, that's baby Ruth. I mean, that's no, why God Ruth invented elastic. Is delicious. Try it. Baby Ruth. Oh, is baby Ruth. Uh, we had a couple of those. Did it's you? Past tense. Already. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. In the five o'clock hour, we're going to talk about underrated candies. You know, everybody likes a Snickers. Yeah. But let's go for some of the ones that are like on the side that should really be center. Wouldn't it be nice if you showed up at somebody's house and they presented you with a Whitman sampler and said, here, take the take the as, cluster. As long as it's dark chocolate. Oh, yeah, that's exactly Those it. little like vanilla cream things. <laughs> huh? Fabulous. Okay, hey, stick around. Five o'clock hour. Jerry Boyer is with us for the five o'clock hour of the ride home. WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A resolution passed along a party-line vote in the House that formalizes the impeachment probe's next phase. It calls for open hearings before the House Intelligence Committee, which is then required to outline its findings and recommendations. The House Judiciary Committee would then make a final recommendation on impeachment. President Trump and his lawyers would be able to attend all panel presentations and hearings and question any witnesses. He can also call witnesses if the Democrat-led committee agrees. Correspondent Sagar Magani reporting, but House Rules Committee ranking member Tom Cole says there's been nothing transparent about what Democrats have done so far. Over the last month, without a vote and with only the speakers say so, Committees have been engaged in a closed impeachment inquiry on what amounts to nothing more than a partisan fishing expedition. On Wall Street, the data by 140 points. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Now that the pumpkins are almost gone, do you know what time it is? It's time to talk turkey. At the Springhouse in 84, we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time. But our customers are calling now to talk about Thanksgiving turkeys. For 20 years, we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys. I grew up on a farm where we raised, dressed, and sold turkeys, and I do feel we know what a good turkey should look like. First of all... It should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted, and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the Springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-3339 now to order yours, and don't forget to order buns, casseroles, and most of all, pumpkin pies. Let us help you make your Thanksgiving really delicious. This is a solicitation of Insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies. No government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid after portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth. And I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking. The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases, even eyeglasses and dental care. For a monthly price that some people find too good to 
be true. Except it is true. One card, one company, one complete package of Medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well. Now that's something worth talking about. Watch your mailbox or learn more online at OneCardNow.com. That's OneCardNow.com. Please don't put this off. It's too important. Visit OneCardNow.com for free information with no obligation. That's OneCardNow.com. What's happened to my son? We raised him in the church and he went to youth group. He's not acting like himself and this morning I found drugs in his room. I can't tell my pastor or my friends. They'll think I'm a bad parent. Is this my fault? I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn. There is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved one's drug addiction. Call 412-849-3224 or visit paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. They're not in it for the money. They don't do it for the fame. It's certainly not about the fringe benefits. No, for a Christian teacher, the real reward is found in the everyday triumphs of a child as they learn not only about their world, but discover their unique place in it. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net. Education for mind and soul. pittsburghchristianschools.net. Rain and a heavy gusty thunderstorm will be around first thing this evening. Some showers will linger before midnight. Tonight will be windy and turning much colder. Those winds can be locally damaging tonight, low 31. Windy and chilly tomorrow with clouds giving way to some sunshine, high 44. Clear and cold tomorrow night, low 27. Saturday, partly sunny and chilly, 48 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. It's the uh, Halloween edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Hey, we loved our 4 o'clock hour. Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickle, if you missed uh, Bruce Bickle, please uh, check out our podcast because uh, truly uh, one of the spiritual giants of Western Pennsylvania. For sure. Yep. And we're looking forward this hour to speaking with Jerry Boyer, editor of Town Hall Finance. But before that, uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, so this is a story that uh, happened uh, last Sunday. So uh, Joe Biden is a Catholic, and he went to um, uh, church uh, last Sunday. And, you know, uh, communion served every Sunday at uh, Catholic Mass. But the priest at the South Carolina church where Joe Biden appeared refused to serve him communion because of Joe Biden's views on abortion. Uh, And then the priest went on social media and he said this, sadly, this past Sunday, I had to refuse Holy Communion to former Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, Communion signifies that we are one with God, each other, and the church. Our actions should reflect that. Um, Apparently, he has been, uh, the the priest was um, lifted up by the, uh, the bishop and saying, you know, any public figure who advocates for abortion places himself or herself outside of church teachings. And so um, as a congregation, it's our responsibility to minister to those souls entrusted to my care. I must do so even in the most difficult situations. It raises a lot of different questions, which I think are extremely interesting and, and not exactly exclusive to the Catholic Church. I'm not a priest, and I don't 
um, want to assume that that role or any knowledge no, um, no, around no. that role. But, um, and I'm also not Catholic. And so I can't I can't speak to that either. But you can speak to sacraments. I can speak to sacraments and I'm a believer in Jesus. And um, I can say that that makes me really uncomfortable. I don't like it. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. We haven't talked about, you know, our views yeah, on this. Yeah, we never did talk about it off the air. Um, to indiscriminately and not in, well, you could say in, to willy nilly choose to withhold a sacrament from someone who is stepping forward, asking for grace, a blessing to be in, in communion, truly in communion with the Lord. And to say no to that based upon a political stance. However uh, misguided that stance is, and right. I believe it is misguided. Me too, me too. But, and, and just at root, profoundly evil. Yes, there's no doubt about that. All, all that to say about abortion. At the same time, someone is stepping forward and saying and, and asking someone in the church, help me draw closer to the Lord. I don't think that you can refuse that. I don't think that helps anyone. Okay, so the person who comes in line and asks uh, for communion after Joe Biden. Whoa. What do we know about him? Right. I mean, like Joe, uh, my guess is that guy's a sinner. I I'm certain he's a sinner. Yeah. I'm certain he has profoundly misunderstood multiple things about God's law. Yes. And he might be living a sinful lifestyle. I don't know that. And I'm not saying he should take communion. I'm saying, as the Apostle Paul told us, that we have to examine ourselves before we go to the table. But whoever is administering the sacraments can't know the fullness of every person who comes forward. I mean, only the person who's coming forward and God himself can know. So so then, wait, so then Joe Biden, uh, his views about abortion are well known, publicly known. So by that, by that extension, then the priest says, I know your sin. And so because I know your sin, I can reject you the offer of communion. Okay, so if someone comes forward and he knows that they lied last Sunday when he was talking to them in Target. Does he say, no, you can't take communion? Right. I mean, is it, or is it just abortion? Uh, I, yeah. Uh, to me, I mean, you know, we've, you've seen this before, where whether it's a, a pastor or a priest, someone themselves in the act of ongoing sin, but still they themselves are ministering sac- sacraments. Yeah, we have seen a lot of that. Right? So, but the, at, and again... We're not advocating for that either, of course because not. you're just raining down judgment on yourself. So the so who is the arbitrator, right? Who is the arbiter? Who is the judge of whether we should? So you know, um, there's a sacrament in the church where in the Catholic Church where you know, as you are dying, you're receiving last rites. Well, wait a second, that draws you closer to the Lord, right? Those that blessing. If I'm dying and my pastor shows up, who's not a priest, he shows up and blesses me as I pass away from this earth. What? He knows I'm a sinner, but still he chooses to love me and to bless me as I slip away. And think on this. What if in those moments of preparation before Joe Biden came forward, what if he had repented? Of his views on abortion. What if he had? Yeah. Then that would not have been an appropriate action that the priest took because the priest would not have known that that's what had happened in his heart. Now, all I'm saying is that 
examine yourself. Examine your own heart is what Paul says. So if we go forward for communion and we are living in sin or we are holding a grudge against someone in the church or someone in the church is holding a grudge against us, if, if you know, Paul says, if you know someone in the church is holding something against you, go to them. You go. So we can never take the table lightly. None of us can. doesn't matter no, what no, denomination no. you're from. You can never take that lightly. Because right, you can err on the other side of that as well. Right. I mean, I'm always in sin, and so it doesn't matter. Right, I'm gonna I'm, go, I might as well I'm just go, go forward. What's the big deal? Right. right. It is a big deal. But it's not for someone else to know where your heart is enough to say yes or no. Now, again, I would be open to hearing this from a pastor or from a priest. I'm sure there are many things that I don't know about. I'm wondering what priests or pastors did Let's just say in wartime, what were there German pastors who were who were just not going to serve people who were in the Nazi party because because their beliefs were so poor? I can't imagine. I I don't know. So then you place someone in the position of judge and jury, right? You you you. do, which is you know essentially that position in the church in the Catholic Church, right? That they know better, that they and somehow that's the problem are godlike. That's the problem. And I didn't mean to, you know, for this to turn into that, but that is a problem. Because all of us want to come before the Lord and ask for that grace and forgiveness. Right. And we're all longing for mercy and all of us have to repent. And I want to make sure to to say out loud that I believe Joe Biden's views on abortion are wrong and I think he needs to repent. As a brother in Christ, he needs to reconcile his understanding of life and death. But he would say that my views are, are fine. Well, he might. I don't I don't know what he would say. Right. But I'm just saying from my perspective. But I also, even though I'm not interested in voting for Joe Biden for president, I am certainly interested in Joe Biden repenting and coming to know Jesus better, as I hope he would for me. Yes. For God's glory. Take a break. Come back. Jerry Boyer is going to be with us in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to talk uh, about a couple of different things. Right, we're going to talk about um, Kanye West, fasting. Yeah, and uh, Tree of Life. Stick around. Jerry Boyer next here on Word FM. One hundred one point five W O R D. Ahead, a message from Chuck Swindoll on the love and grace of Jesus. Donald Gray Barnhouse at Tenth uh, Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia used to say it this way: "Love that reaches up is adoration." Love that reaches out is affection, but love that stoops is grace. Hear about the servant who brought love and grace to mankind on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you save 
Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Trade pros. Whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a 1,000 locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and same or next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, The Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad, you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Jerry Boyer is back with us in his regular monthly slot. Jerry's been a, a guest on our show for many, many years, editor of Town Hall Finance. Jerry, friend, uh, interesting times we live in. There's an awful lot going on, and uh, happy that you always comment on them. Your, 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 your comments are always insightful and full of wisdom. So let's trod those boards today, okay? All right, let's go for it. Very Thank nice. you for the kind words. All right, let's start with Kanye West. So the album yes. drops, Jesus is King. Uh, I'm not a rap fan, so I purchased the album with absolutely no idea of what I was going to hear, except that, Jerry, I've been obsessively watching these pop-up worship services that Kanye's been doing. So, you know, every Friday I've been watching a different one, and it's, it, it's a cultural phenomenon to me. Uh, so from your perspective, Jerry, how do you see it? Well, yeah, um, I, I think it's a cultural phenomenon, and um, I I downloaded the album and I've listened to it. I don't know, maybe like five or six times now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. I think it's musically skilled. Um, I think it's spiritually sound. Um, as you know, our friend Tony Norman, yeah. uh, who knows who's written a lot more about rap than I have, um, is you know thinks it's musically good but lyrically a little weak. Um, but I'm pleased by it. I think. I mean, I'll tell you what I'm, what I'm bothered by is there's been a bit of a frosty reception from a lot of Christians um, to this, a kind of a, almost like a grumpy, well, he hasn't repented quite enough, or he's a celebrity, therefore we can't trust it, um, a kind of inhospitability uh, to his conversion, and I'm troubled by that. I have no idea whether it's going to take. Who would know that about any conversion? But I think he's, he's, he's a sinner. Like you and me, like like me and you, um, and when the prodigal son comes back, you kill the fatted calf and you run out to greet him. And I think the Christian community ought to kill the fatted calf and run out to meet him. And, and if he goes prodigal again, well, that's on him. But um, what we shouldn't do is give him any good reason to go or any reason to go prodigal again. If he, if he goes back to the swine trough, it, 
should not be that we we helped drive them back there by being inhospitable. I rejoice in the conversion Good. of this center like I'd rejoice in the conversion of any other center. And on top of that, I like the music. Right. Okay, so we've been on this road, though, before, though, Jerry, right? And people, you know, the naysayers among us said, well, wait a second, 40, 50 years ago, Bob Dylan famously became a Christian. And uh, that, you know, uh, in some ways was a bit of a disaster. Although, who knows how many souls came to Christ because of Bob Dylan. Now we flash, we flash forward here 50 years in Kanye West. So so uh, does it make a difference who shares the gospel or who brings the light to the gospel? It's a, a celebrity a popular singer of the day, and uh, Christ will be uh, undeterred. Yeah, it's right. Anyone can be the messenger of the gospel, and I don't think one celebrity ought to be guilty of something that another celebrity did. Um, And I'm not at all clear that Bob Dylan ever left the gospel. I know he played down the Christian artist label. Maybe he didn't want to get slotted in that, but I'm sorry. I, I Maybe I've missed the quote where Bob Dylan says, I no longer believe that Jesus is the Savior. But I can tell you, I listen to a lot of Bob Dylan, and I hear a lot of Christian themes that are unashamedly there. But I do think he was a little resistant to becoming a quote-unquote Christian music artist, and I don't blame him for that. So, you know, even more recent stuff from Dylan, he sure sounds to me like he's still a brother in Christ who's trying to avoid a subculture. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I... I, I know I've heard there's a lot of celebrity conversions where people revert, and, you know, that's fine. I'm having trouble thinking of a lot. Anne Rice is the one that comes to mind for right. me. Um, and she was <clears> – <throat> when she converted, she, I was the host there where you guys are now, and I talked to her at length. Um, and I was very disappointed by her apostasy. I kept in touch with her mm-hmm. um, after um, she became a Christian, and I kept in touch with her for a while as she was apostatizing, and I tried to help her resist that. I understand the reasons she did. Um, she has a gay son, and she felt like she had to choose between love for her son and Christianity. That's a false choice. Um, you know, John Lennon was rumored to have become a Christian, but from what I've read from the biographies, he actually didn't become a Christian. He was toying with it, and Yoko Ono talked him out of it. So talking him out of the Beatles was not the worst advice she ever gave him. It was the second worst <laughs> advice. So I, I, I think we should give these celebrities a, you know, a, a little bit of leeway and a little bit of benefit of the doubt. I think people are tired of celebrity. Yeah. Right, right, I agree. So I hate celebrity, but I don't hate celebrities. Uh, if you hate celebrity, then celebrities deserve your pity because it's a trap and a toxic system. Right. So all the more reason to say hallelujah if you're willing to humble yourself and come out as a Christian. Who needs, if, the, if the celebrities are as bad as we think they are, who needs it more? Um, and if we think that celebrities are some, you know, some kind of worse people, well, what does Jesus say about how much you rejoice? The worse the sinner, the more they need the forgiveness, the more joy they have, the more joy we should have when they come to God. Amen. So the fact, a hatred of celebrities it does not follow from a hatred of the celebrity system. I do worry that this celebrity thing is going to make it tough for him to be a Christian, and he might end up you know, starting a new denomination or something. There are concerns, but you know what he says in the album? Pray for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the best response. Right. Yeah. So what about our propensity as Christians to make all sorts of people into celebrities? So we make pastors into celebrities. We make music artists who do Christian music into celebrities. It, is that just a human tendency? Yes, I think it's a human tendency. I think we're wired for it. Um, I think it's an abuse of a human tendency. I think we're wired for relationships with people, including leaders. And I think what's happened is that 
in, a, in an age of media, you can be wired for an attachment to a leader who can't actually help you because they're not in proximity to you. So we're kind of wired for tribes, and you ought to feel some affection for the tribal leader. This is somebody who protects you. The problem is we have now tribal leaders who have 100 million followers, and so it's kind of fake. It's not really a family. Be, being a follower of, celebra- of a celebrity feels to broken people like being a member of a family. It feels like mm, being a member yeah. of a family, but it doesn't actually deliver like a family. And I think that's the lie of a celebrity system. And Christians don't seem immune to it. And I think evangelical Christians, my tribe, seem to be a little bit more prone to this than other kinds of Christians. And I'm, I'm not sure why. Maybe because we're partly born out of celebrity systems of televangelists or traveling preachers who are well-known celebrities. The revival movement kind of comes out of strong personality and celebrity. Yes. So maybe we are at birth kind of prone in that direction. So in some ways then, I mean, Kanye West is already a celebrity. So whether or not he becomes a Christian celebrity, that's beside the point. Now, I've heard people say, well, you know, um, Kanye really, that that Christian music that he's espousing in Jesus is King is not really... This is is not really Christian music because yeah, I'm not hearing that on my favorite Christian music station. I mean, so what? So all Christian music then has to go through the Christian music industry, which of course is yeah. fraught with all sorts of weirdness. And you know, right. it's a multi-billion-dollar industry. So whether it's you know Stephen Curtis Chapman or Lauren Daigle or whatever, that doesn't equal Kanye West or Bob Dylan or someone else who's espousing Jesus Christ lyrically. Yeah, it's got to come through the same gatekeepers. It has to have the same sound. I mean, look, any kind of music can be Christian music. You know, we're not locked into Light FM um, as the only musical genre that we're allowed to, (laughs) you know, um, or like repetitive Light FM, which is worship music. I mean, any look, the earliest Christian music is closer to rap than it is to anything that you hear in Christian music circles. I mean, the earliest Christian music is plain song. It's chant. Rap is the closest thing we have to chant. And if you really listen, I was watching Chance the Rapper uh, recently. You really listen. You, it really sounds a lot like Beowulf. It sounds mm-hmm. a lot like early Christian chants, um, you know, like uh, Ambrosian chant or Gregorian chant. So rap is, inherent, is, is not an inherently anti-Christian type of music. We're talking to Jerry Boyer, editor of Town Hall Finance. Um, Jerry, what about the different ways that white and black are looking at Kanye's conversion? Um, you mentioned our friend Tony Norman and uh, the you and I and Tony were talking about a couple things online a couple days ago. And um, I see that there's a certain sense of um, maybe ruefulness in the black community that like, oh, this is what it takes for white people to really come out and support a black guy. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's almost like too complicated for me to track from outside, right? Um, Right, so not being part of that experience, um, it's hard for me. I I don't generally have the impression that white people are unwilling to listen to music created by black people. No way. Um, You know, I mean, I don't know, I'm looking at my playlist, um, and (laughs) it's it's not a white playlist. Um, So, but there might be, listen, if there's something about the black Christian experience where they're feeling like there's something off about the way we're receiving Kanye versus the way we're receiving people who've been brothers and sisters for a long time, I'm all ears. I don't understand what that is, but if you say there's something there, maybe there is something there, but it's not something that's apparent to me. Right. And that's why we need each other. Yeah, I mean, I need to understand why, you know, why black brothers and sisters feel like somehow Kanye is being advantaged and that there's some kind of bias there. But when when you cut through all the complicated back and forth of all the cultural currents, the bottom line is, 
He once was lost, and now he's mm-hmm. found. He was right. at the swine trough, yep. and now he's honoring yep. Jesus. And all the guesswork beside that and what might happen by, in the future, that ought to be put sort of by the side, and we ought to just kill the fatted calf and run out, you know, uh, black, white, whatever, or run out and say, welcome home, son. Welcome home, my friend. Welcome home, brother. Um, we welcome you. Um, I, I think that's the natural response, and everything else maybe could be put on hold for a while. I agree. You know, and, and if anything, as I listen to Jesus is King, and you're listening to the incredibly beautiful gospel choir, what it has yeah. made me do is go back, and now I'm listening to old gospel music, and especially black gospel choir, because, man, I mean, that's powerhouse. There's great worship there. Yeah, you know, we're listening to this on a Saturday, and I turn to my wife, and I say, you know, we haven't visited Covenant Church of Pittsburgh for a while, you know? There's something about that's like, yeah, you know, this is great music, and, you know, we haven't been there. Uh, and, there's, you know, it's not the only church that has great, you know, kind of music coming, coming from largely out of the African-American experience. Um, I think that Kanye is an opportunity not just to welcome home um, a brother, but to kind of come back and say, okay, you know, why, do, why do black Christians and white Christians have such different reactions? What's going on? Is this an opportunity to kind of, you know, what would Tony, our friend Tony, say about it, right? She'd say in gracism, this is just another opportunity for us to talk to one another and get on with the business of racial reconciliation rather than to use the Kanye conversion as yet another cultural club. Everything, every story of the day is something we can pick up and beat up one another with. Yeah. Um, maybe this is one that we can, that we can kind of come together on. Fabulous. Jerry Boyer is with us. Town Hall Finance, he's the editor there. We need to step away for just a minute. We've been talking about Kanye West and Jesus is King. Stick around. In a little bit, we're going to talk about, weirdly, the fad of fasting. Is that a thing? Stick around. We'll be right back. Only if they knew what I knew of. I was never new till I knew of. True and living God, Yeshua. The true and living God. Somebody pray for me. Do you enjoy helping others? Consider a career at Accessibilities Home and Community Services. As a leading provider of in-home care for people with disabilities since 1954, Accessibilities is dedicated to quality care. Flexible schedules, 100% employer-paid health premiums, competitive dental and vision plans, and paid time off are just a few reasons to consider Accessibilities. Visit accessibilities.org or call 724-832-8272 today. Accessibilities is an equal opportunity employer. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to. 
At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. Voted best in Pittsburgh for joint regenerative medicine. To see if ABT is right for you, talk to a doctor 24-7 at 412-851-3811. Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life. Call 412-851-3811 now. Are you ready to advance? Imagine yourself in the graduate program you've always wanted. The Wright Master's Program can help you get where you want to be. Geneva College, located conveniently in Beaver Falls, just 35 miles northwest of Pittsburgh, has on-campus, online, and hybrid graduate programs that could be right for you. Geneva's high-quality Christian programs are designed to help you move ahead, both professionally and personally, preparing you to excel in today's demanding world. But don't just think about it. Attend Geneva's upcoming information session to find out about master's programs like counseling, cybersecurity, higher education, and master's in business administration. The information session is at Geneva's campus Tuesday, November 19th, with registration and refreshments at 5.30 and the program at 6 p.m. It even includes sitting in on a master's level class. That's Tuesday, November 19th. For information and registration, go to geneva.edu slash gradinfo session. That's geneva.edu slash gradinfo session. Rain and a heavy gusty thunderstorm will be around first thing this evening. Some showers will linger before midnight. Tonight will be windy and turning much colder. Those winds can be locally damaging tonight, low 31. Windy and chilly tomorrow with clouds giving way to some sunshine, high 44. Clear and cold tomorrow night, low 27. Saturday, partly sunny and chilly, 48 degrees. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Jerry Boyer is with us from Town Hall Financial. He's the editor. We're talking about Kanye West a a little bit ago. Now we're going to change subjects a bit. Jerry, it's funny because fasting is like all in the news now. All sorts of people fast. Uh, Fasting is the new diet craze. Now, if you haven't heard about this, there is a recommendation and there's evidence to support it that if you go between 12 and 18 hours a day in a 24 hour period fasting, Mm -hmm. then you will be able, your body will metabolize the food you eat in the shorter hours better and more efficiently. Um, Now, Jerry, I know you as a person who's concerned about what you eat and how healthy you are, and you've overcome a lot of health challenges by being, you know, uh, cognizant of what you're doing. And so let's talk about fasting. I mean, is it something dietarily first off that you've utilized? I have. Yes, I've done a great deal of research on fasting, intermittent fasting and extended fasting. Um, not giving any advice to anybody, of course. Um, I'm not a, a, um, a healthcare professional, but my research caused me to uh, try fasting, first intermittent and then extended fasting. Um, it's done well for me. It's helped me with a lot of things, uh, weight loss, weight control, but also various biomarkers, you know, all the stuff you get tested, you know, when you get your blood test, your lipid profile, whatever from the doctor. It's uh, really helped quite a lot. I think the research backing it up is strong. I think it's really weird that people think of this as a fad diet. Um, it is the traditional human diet. Uh, three meals a day is the fad diet. Mm, interesting. Um, it's okay, wait, very, now, very let, recent. Let me stop you there. So right. uh, we're looking at this as being a new way of eating, and you're saying that the three meals a day that we're used to in the West, that's the new way of eating? Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 you do not have throughout history people eating three meals a day. Um, you have people eating meals when they can get food. The, the, the history of humanity is the history of the struggle against starvation. 
Um, so fasting, would, non-voluntary fasting, would have been a perfectly normal aspect of life for everybody except the rich. Um, it's interesting, you have something in St. John Chrysostom um, in his, uh, in his uh, series of sermons on the poor, where he talks about the poor and, and talks about the blessing and says that he's noticed that most of his followers were poor people, were healthier in many ways than the rich, um, and looked younger, um, and you know, were glowing more. And he's saying part of the blessing of not being able to eat all the time is that um, you can actually be healthier and live longer. I mean, isn't that fascinating that he's sure making is. that observation? And that's exactly what the science is saying. Um, the sci- there's a de-aging effect to fasting. There's something called autophagy, where your body essentially eats part of itself, including things like precancerous cells, including things like amyloid beta protein, which is the stuff in your brain that is associated with Alzheimer's. We're meant to fast. We're designed to fast. Three meals a day is something that almost nobody knew about in humanity except the very rich up until maybe 150 years ago. So then there's nothing new under the sun. However, this... um this new craze, this new fad, people are willing to capitalize on this. I wonder, Jer, you know, how do you how do you make a profit being a fad guru? Yeah, it's really tough to make a profit on fasting. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> because what do you sell? Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess you can sell books, right? You sell air. I mean, it's an interesting diet because, yeah, you, I mean, it's a diet where it has a negative cost. You eat less, therefore you spend less. So, um People can sell books and people can sell podcasts, and I'm seeing people selling subscription services for podcasts, et cetera. Um, I know somebody who's one of the most respected longevity experts, um, the scientist in the country, Dr. Walter Longo. He's selling a program called a fasting mimicking diet where they give you just like a mix of food that gets you pretty close to the biological effects of fasting. I'm not advertising that for him, so I guess – and he gives the profits away to research. So it really is hard. You can sell diet plans, but how do you sell fasting? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, to me, basically it comes down to this. When people ask me about this, they say, what should I do? And I said, when, when's the last time you eat? You know, and they might say, during the, the day, and I might say seven, and I'll say, all right, be honest. Oh, well, I have a snack around nine. Okay. Okay. Try, try making that eight, but don't, but don't eat earlier the next day. So maybe you eat at 8, and then you get, get up and you eat again at 7. All right. Try that for about a week. Then roll that back to 7. You won't eat after 7. Try that for about a week. Then roll it back to 6. Don't do anything crazy. Listen to your body. If you get dizzy or whatever, stop. Um, but just start to compress the amount of time in which you eat and lengthen the amount of time overnight in which you don't eat. And if you're like me, you're going to find you get used to it pretty easy and you find yourself losing weight and feeling better. Um, now, there's, obviously, you talk to your doctor. Diabetics especially can have a problem with this because fasting lowers your blood sugar, which is good. But some of the medications also lower your blood sugar. So you don't want two things lowering your blood sugar at the same time without your doctor being fully cognizant of what you're doing. But for just ordinary people, you talk to your doc, you check it out, and then you just start to just you know, lengthen the time overnight. Uh, when you know, or Stop eating a little earlier in the day and see what happens. You're not going to blow up. You're not going to explode. This is the human experience. Almost everyone did this. Islam has fasting. Christianity has fasting. Judaism has fasting. Buddhism has fasting. All the great – Hinduism has it. It may seem weird. But that's because marketing has told us that you have to eat three meals a day, and now 
over the past 30 or 40 years, you have to graze. So three meals and three snacks, you're eating six times a day. Nobody in the history of the world, other than maybe an emperor, Nero, ate that way. I don't know why we would think that's the natural way of human eating. Hmm. Okay, so in the midst of all that, there is, as you said, right, all the different uh, great uh, faiths, uh, Christian, Buddhist, Hindus, Jews, what, they've, they've infused a holiness about that. Uh, has this been part of your spiritual practice as well that you've included by pushing away from the table, the sacrifice of that has somehow drawn you closer to God? Yes, uh, but I do make a distinction in my mind between a health fast and a religious fast. Mm, okay. Um, so it's like if it's a religious fast, that's dedicated to God, that's dedicated to the glory of God. So what's the difference? Here's one difference. If I'm doing a fast for health reasons and it just is a little too hard, I ask myself, is it worth it, right, for the benefit? But when I'm doing a religious fast, it's like, no, you're doing a religious fast. I mean, it, what does worth it mean? The suffering is part of the point of it. You know, so I don't, you don't necessarily balance the suffering. You know, I got to tell you, when I talk to people about this, they get a look of like horror or blankness. Really? We, are such, we, are such an, we are such an indulged, we are a culture with so much abundance. Capitalism is great. It gives us so much. But now almost all of our health problems are health problems of too much. Um, people used to starve to death. That, that doesn't happen in the Western world very often. Um, but now we have excess, and so fasting is like a horrifying prospect. Um, and so we'll want to talk ourselves out of it. But just understand, it's part of the Christian tradition. Jesus said his disciples would do it. Jesus did it for 40 days and 40 mm-hmm. nights. Um, people think of that as miraculous. No, that's not – I mean, maybe it was, but people do 40-day and 40-night fasts. Um, people have done that. In fact, Pythagoras, if you wanted to go study with the great ancient Greek philosopher Pythagoras, he required you to do a 40-day fast. Really? Because he, yes, because he noticed, and other people have noticed this, there's an increase in intelligence that comes with fasting. You're able to learn more. So sometimes I'll do fasting in order to learn some new difficult mathematical or economic problem, and the fasting kind of clears my mind and helps me focus. Pythagoras, you couldn't be a student of Pythagoras. You weren't smart enough unless you fasted 40 days first. Then your mind was open. Then he would take you as a student. So, um, you know, fasting is, it, it, we have the example of Jesus with fasting, and we also have him saying, my disciples aren't fasting now. I'm the bridegroom. This is wedding time, you guys. Mm-hmm. But when I leave, they'll be fasting. So should there be? Sure sounds like you thought there should be. Jerry Boyer is the editor of Town Hall Finance. He's in his monthly slot here on The Ride Home, and there's more to come on The Ride Home today. WORD. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. It is certainly the will of God that every one of his children have spiritual discernment because he knows the more spiritual discerning we are, the stronger our relationship with the Lord Jesus is going to be because we're going to be able to distinguish between what's the will of God and what seems to be a good thing. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing, quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs. And we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. 
At the Original Mattress Factory, our mattresses and box springs aren't just American-made, they're hometown-made. Our products are hand-built one at a time in local factories using only the highest quality materials. And each of our employees is also an owner. So when you purchase from the Original Mattress Factory, you're not only getting a quality mattress at a factory direct price, you're also supporting your local economy. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location near you to see what Hometown Made is all about. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020 for a week of Christian fellowship, and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. Last Sunday, we remembered one year ago when the Tree of Life massacre happened, and we've had a lot of time. We've had a lot of time to meet people and to cry together and to heal. We've had a lot of time to pray and to search our hearts about how this could have happened in our community that I didn't think had any anti-Semitism in it. And I, when we talked to Rabbi Aaron Bisno a couple of days ago, I had to confess that. I said, you know, before this... As a Gentile, I didn't think anti-Semitism was a big deal in Pittsburgh. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. Um, you know, and a lot deal. of it stems from media, right? Um, that that drumbeat of uh, far right, far left. Okay, so is that is that what is um, is bringing this to the surface, Jerry? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, your reflections on the Tree of Life. Do you feel like this is a, this anti-immigrant thing has stoked the anti-Semitism into a flame? I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, We know the killer's motivation. He wrote about it extensively on uh, the social media site Gab. Um, By the way, I have an account there, not because that's like my favorite place to hang out, but I would like to see what's going on in that world. Um, And that's been a place where people sort of get banned from Facebook or whatever. They go there. And we know exactly what his motivation was. Um, He saw the caravan, quote unquote, as being an immigrant invasion of, that's a phrase we've heard over and over and over again in conservative circles, invasion. Um, he had a lot of pictures. I mean, there's like, there was like one photo of one goofball, you know, with a Honduran flag and, you know, standing in front of the group. And this, this, it was repeated over and over again on social media, like somehow this guy was the leader of the 10,000 people rather than somebody who jumped in front of a camera. So over and over again, we heard about an invasion. 
right? And Tree of Life was supportive of immigration, supportive of immigrants, supportive of, you know, kind of an amnesty approach. Um, and this killer marinated in this idea that liberal Jewish synagogues were advocating for the immigrant invasion. So it was a kind of a conspiracy theory. I mean, they actually were advocating for immigrants. Good! Communities of faith should advocate for immigrants. Uh, but it became kind of a conspiracy theory. And we know that's why he killed them, because he said that's why he went out and killed them. So it, there's no guessing here, right? Um, unless he's completely lying about it. And then what would, what would be the reason? And my point is, we really have to be careful about the way we talk. Um, Jesus is really clear on this in the Sermon on the Mount. You don't say Raka. You know, if you say if you say Raka, you've already started murder. You, this is like a down payment on murder. And then Jesus's little brother James, not too long after that, says the tongue is a fire, writing from Jerusalem, where people were ripping one another apart linguistically. And he said, that's why you have wars among you. Um, and that kind of grew and grew and grew, and people used more and more abusive language for one another, and it tore the city apart, and it was destroyed. So what Jesus began to warn about in the Sermon on the Mount was continued on by the Bishop of Jerusalem, his brother James, was not heeded. And that city, that civilization essentially broke down with people in hatred for one another. But here's the point. It starts with the tongue. Um, and those of us who are public people on radio and TV have the biggest tongues, right? Because we have tongues plus a, micro, a megaphone. And I think we have to be really very careful about the way we talk. We need to turn down the volume when it comes to we, – we have to go as far from Raqqa as we can. And instead, what I'm hearing frequently in conservative and liberal media is all Raqqa all the time. I mean everybody is – you know, the way people talk about the other side is like shocking, it is in social media and in media. And it's fun. You know, I'll see some, something like that on social media and I'll like click back. Who is this person? And here's my Mima's Christian cookie recipe. Like it might be like some sweet lady, you know, in, her, in their life. But they get into this political realm and it's immigrant invasions and all the Democrats are evil Democrats. And, and we have a, our own version on the Republic. Well, that's the Republican side. The Democrats have their version, the way they talk about Trump like a Nazi. Well, if they think really if they really think Trump's a Nazi, then don't be surprised if someone picks up a gun and tries to shoot him. Wouldn't you want to shoot Hitler? You know, the real Hitler? But Trump isn't a Nazi. Yeah, um, and, and, the, and the immigrants are not an invasion. And somebody who disagrees with you is not guilty of treason. Treason is a very special word with a very special definition. It is a, it's a hanging offense, a shooting offense now. It has, carries the death penalty. It's not treason to try to impeach the president. It's not treason to be on the other side, to be the president and criticize something or to have a candid conversation with someone from another country. This isn't treason stuff. We should stop using words like treason. We should stop rock-a-ing one another. Mm-hmm. Boy, Jerry, here, here. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I am so sick and tired of the vitriol. I am, and I, and I don't know what else. What, what do we need to convince us of how wretched our words are? Just look around. I mean, I, I it is it is hard to believe how little control we have about what we think and say. But people it's like shocking. to be outraged, don't they? It's shocking. It's an addiction to it outrage. An addiction. We have an outrage yeah. addiction, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's no way to quell this only through the peace of Jesus Christ. And, you know, here we are in Christian radio. But in some ways, right, Jerry, I mean, media, uh, left and right, talk radio, like you said, we've got a big tongue here. We've got a big responsibility as well. So uh, especially in Christian radio, we should not be doing the raka. We should be preaching the, the truth and the peace. I think that's right. And I think Christian radio really needs to think of itself as distinctive. 
it's not, you know, Hannity plus Jesus, right? Or Ryan plus Jesus or whatever. It's got to be a very distinctive voice because increasingly right and left are becoming less and less Christian versions. Mm -hmm. Um, So, look, I'm a man of the right, so I'm not saying they're equally far, you know, from the kingdom, but they're getting, this is something the Christian anthropologist Rene Girard talks about, enemies become more like one another the longer they're enemies. Uh, and at this point at which you can't even remember what the Hatfields and McCoys were fighting about. Right. And, and Repu- in, in my opinion, my tribe, the Republican tribe, is sounding more like the Democrat tribe, and, and not in the good ways. And the worse we get, the worse they can, they can justify they're getting worse, because look how the Republicans are. And then they do something underhanded over on the left, and we say, they're so terrible, we can't afford to be nice anymore, we need a fighter, right? And we keep imitating the worst elements of one another, and we keep spiraling downward. And I think there's only one solution, a distinct Christian voice that, like the ants, you know, like just like you put the roots down and you say, I don't care, the flood is coming, tree beard, I'm putting those roots down, and I'm not going to get carried away with that flood of hatred, I'm going to be a Christian. And if it means my ratings go lower, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a Christian. And it means that people send me hate mail for not being hateful enough against the other side. I don't care. I'm going to be a Christian no matter what everyone around me does. Amen to that. Preach that, Jerry. Preach it, Jerry. Man, we're on your train. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Jerry, then what happens? Where where do we stand? I mean, you you look at the world right now we live in where, you know, where everyone's radicalized, it feels, in some way or another, whether it's, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, you you just name your poison, and we're all jumping in on that. So, you know, here's the shooter, and this this makes me crazy, too, that the Post-Gazette continues to publish this guy's photograph and name him by name. Everybody wants to have their 15 seconds of fame, and major media is going to puppet along with that and give this guy his time. Yeah, I think the media really needs to think clearly about this, because essentially this kind of domestic terrorism is a public relations strategy. It's a way of getting noticed. It's malignant narcissists who aren't noticed at work or in their their neighborhood. No one knows who they are, but if I go out and kill 10 Jews, and then they'll know who I am. Yeah, yeah. Or I go out and kill some Republican congressman, and then they'll know who I am. Or if I shoot up a, you know, whatever, a movie theater, then they'll remember me. I don't think we should ever, I don't think this man's name should ever be said by anybody. I agree. Except in this trial. Just forget him. No pictures. He's just, that's shooter. Um, so we, we uh, media can enable that. Um, I think the other thing is that we have to acknowledge he came from out of us. This is a man who identified as a Christian, who quoted the New Testament, or misquoted it, or badly quoted, or misunderstood it, talked about synagogues of Satan and all the rest of it. So, you know, could we have done a better job of explaining why the anti-Semites who misuse the gospel are wrong? I don't, I don't hear a lot of that. I mean, I don't mean to attack anybody. How many sermons have you heard against anti-Semitism? Obviously in Pittsburgh, after Tree of Life, you've had them. But before that, were there a lot of sermons about anti-Semitism? No. Because it's a pretty serious church, a pretty serious sin in the history of the church. And clearing up, you know, when John says something like synagogue of the Jews, what does that mean? Excuse me, be synagogue of Satan. What does that mean? Is he saying all synagogues are of Satan? Yeah. No, he's not saying anything remotely like that. But... I, I'm not. I'm not hearing the shepherds explain that to the sheep very often. Yeah, but you know, so you hear Kath say, and you know, she's like, "What? Anti-Semitism is a thing." So you think Christians are blind to this, or just ignorant to the fact that people hate Jews? 
Yeah, and uh, right. So there was there, there was there used to be like an old right anti-Semitism, right? And then that kind of went away. You know, like the KKK thing. It got to be pretty old. Right. You know, its its followers got to be pretty old. The white supremacists were demographically doomed. Right. Um, I mean, they couldn't you couldn't find a decent dentist, and they're not going to take over the world. Um, but you know, then what happens is you have a kind of a left anti-Semitism come up, centered on anti-Israel. So there's like a Palestinian kind of they're the victim now. So we're Palestinian, and therefore we're anti-Israel. And so there was a lot of left anti-Semitism. But there is definitely a surge of right anti-Semitism right now in the alt-right. There are all these influential alt-right bloggers and YouTubers who are saying, quote, you have to, quote, name the Jew. What does that mean? What is name the Jew? They're like mad at Jordan Peterson because he understands what's wrong, but he won't name the Jew. He won't say that it's the Jews who are doing this. That is out there like crazy. I'm not saying that you run across that once in a while. There are whole forests of infested young men whose minds are infested with this kind of nonsense. And how did that happen? Are we just going to ignore it? We're going to pretend it's not there? It is definitely there. Jerry Boyer, follow him online. Look for him. He's on Facebook often, Twitter as well. Jerry Boyer. Jerry, online. I appreciate how you moderate your uh, the disagreements that people have on your page. You do an excellent job. We're so grateful you're here. Um, always a pleasure and an honor. I'm going to name the Jew Jesus Yeshua. The annual enrollment for Medicare is coming soon, so we're here at Health Markets, a free service to help make sure you have the right Medicare plan. Mike, there's a lot going on here. There sure is. Health Markets has invented the FIT score to instantly compare thousands of Medicare plans from national insurance companies. In minutes, folks can find out if their current plan is the right fit or if there's another plan that can provide extra coverage and help save money. Best of all, the service is free. So what Medicare benefits could people be missing out on? A lot. Plans with $0 copays, $0 deductibles, and $0 premiums. Plans that include dental and vision coverage, or diabetic supplies, hearing aids, and more at no additional cost. With so many choices, our advice is don't go it alone when there's a free, unbiased service that can help. Go to healthmarkets.com or call 800-730-1372. That's 800-730-1372. 800-730-1372. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. 
at extremetruck.net. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at CCASchool.com. To my surprise. All right, so there are a couple candies I don't feel like get enough focus on Halloween. I feel like everybody's into the Snickers, the M&M's, Reese's, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to see a few paydays. Oh, that is the worst. That is my favorite the candy of any payday. candy of all time. That's the your payday. favorite candy? Payday is number one. Oh, the number worst. One. Seriously. You know what I do like is the uh, small boxes of Milk Duds. Like three Milk Duds in a box. Nobody's eating Boom. those anymore. I'm eating the Nobody's Milk Duds. Nobody's eating the Milk Duds. How about the little baby Tootsie Rolls? Oh, Come That's on. just a dumb candy. No, no. I like a Tootsie no, Roll. No, it's just dumb. What about a Wonder Bar? You ever have a Wonder Bar? What's a Wonder mm, Bar? Yeah, that's not the a good The caramel thing. peanut butter rice crisp thing? That's not that's, good. You know what that is? It's good. Yeah. That's too much going on. Yeah. Nah. Caramel, peanut, rice crisp. Can't we just thing. focus? Right. Just go with the basics, okay? You know what I'm talking about. Give me an, a, a Mounds Bar. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. <laughs> 